the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Whether you're a veteran voice actor, just starting out, or don't even know how to set a level, we're here to help you avoid the pitfalls along your voiceover path to success. The VO Meter is brought to you by Voice Actor Websites, Vocal Booth To Go, Global Voice Acting Academy, JMC Demos, and Sennheiser. Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by source-elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50. Yes, we've reached the big 5-0 of the VO Meter. Measuring your voiceover progress. We have a big episode today. We have Jill Kershaw, a casting agent of Sound and Fury. Kind of blew our mind with all the behind-the-scenes gold nuggets she shared. And the cool thing about Jill being on the show is, as you'll hear, she shared with us, this was her first podcast appearance ever. So exclusive to the VO Meter, you heard it here first. But yeah, before we get to our interview with Jill, it's time for our... VoiceOver Extra brings you the VO Meter reference levels. Uh, seriously, guys, that's the best you could come up with? Hey, it's your show. So the world is still kind of falling apart, but... As we talked about in our last episode, the opportunities are still kind of there for voiceover. And as such, I have a couple of things going on. But, Sean, why don't you tell me what you've been doing the last couple of weeks in your VO world? Well, I've uh, been working on a, or been churning out a couple chapters for the audiobook I've been working on. Just been auditioning, auditioning, auditioning from uh, some of the online casting sites I'm on and some of my agency submissions. And what was really cool was that this week, right on the first, actually, I got a whole bunch of referrals from uh, from fellow talent. Like one of them was from a former coach of mine. She said she had this like high volume technical narration that that the client was trying to work on had a decent hourly rate, and they didn't even want me to edit. So that was fun. That's always um, nice. Really. And then there was another opportunity that uh, I actually negotiated with this one client because they were trying to do, it was kind of a, a low e-learning rate, and we kind of negotiated between raising their rate up and then throwing in, uh, since it was still lower than my usual rate, I was like, all right, unedited files, and they agreed to that too. So be open to negotiations and... Because I've been talking with a lot of people, and I like I see all these posts on Facebook. A lot of people get up in arms when a client is either uninformed or is just really trying to to lowball you, for for lack of a better term. And I was just like, no, whether or not they are, I think it's still best to try to keep your cool and preserve like future interactions with them. Because you might be like, if you don't go like, well, that's an insulting rate, then. Um, I, I don't know. Most most clients, like, I mean, you should educate clients, but you shouldn't patronize them, right? Luckily, we were able to kind of come to a good agreement on that, and hopefully it'll lead to more work in the future. So um, that pretty much wraps it up for me. What about yourself? Well, like I said, I have a few things going on, but before I get to that, I'd like to tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors, the fine folks at Vocal Booth To Go. So Vocal Booth To Go's patented acoustic blankets are an effective alternative to expensive soundproofing often used by vocal and voiceover professionals, engineers, and studios as an affordable soundproofing and absorption solution. We make your environment quieter for less. And as you know, I'm using the Producer's Choice blankets from Vocal Booth To Go right now in my booth, and they couldn't have been more appropriate for the sound treatment I did in my studio. Which, of course, Absolutely. as we talked about, is now more important than ever, right? 
Oh, I know. I've been getting so many requests from people who are in our membership, who are, like, I, I know this one woman was talking at length. She's like, I know I have, like, an audition-ready setup, but my, lately I've been losing gigs because they want broadcast quality. Like, oh, no. Dan Leonard would be rolling in his grave if he had one. I mean, a lot of people are freaking out, and they don't realize that they don't need, like, an ISO booth as long as their space is quiet. Uh, chances are they can either get by with a closet with um, clothing or additional blankets, like, from Vocal Booth to go, or they could get one of their modular options as well. Yeah, it's definitely a, a time to, like, the tech can be intimidating. I know it was for me when I first started, but just do your research, pick a budget, don't overspend, like, especially now, and um, and work from there. <laughs> and hire a professional or... Ask a willing colleague to check out your sound. One of the things I wanted to mention about current events is I actually was on VOBS this past week, you might have seen. Yeah, George and Dan did a roundtable of talent to talk about the current situation with the COVID virus and how it's affecting work. So thanks to them for having me on as a guest. But one of the things we talked about was how there's still, or maybe even more, all these misconceptions about what you need and what you should be doing. And I've been helping people all week, honestly, just out of the, the goodness of my heart. I don't sell myself as a professional engineer or oh, charge absolutely. for services, but several talent, even I'm supposed to have a Source Connect test right after this with uh, Juan Estebes, who has been on the show before in our VO meter stick, because he's having some, some issues, or not even issues, honestly. What, what he came to me with was basically a panic because his agent told him he needed Source Connect, like we've been talking about, is going all over the community, people saying you need Source Connect, and he was going to basically tell the agent that he can't produce a quality sound in his studio. And I said, what are you talking about? Your studio is great. We've heard it on our show. I've, I've listened to mm -hmm. it, and it's it's perfect for what you need. But he had it in his head that because it's not a booth and it's not soundproof 100% of the time, that Source Connect wouldn't work for him. And that couldn't be further from the oh, truth. Oh, no. I kind of, I hope I didn't steer him in, like, because we talked about that a little bit, and it's just, like, depending on the client. Well, first, I feel like overall, I, I think they would be a little bit more lenient these days. But, um, but yeah, it is a valid concern. I, I was just talking with a friend of mine uh, who was having her first directed session today, and she was freaking out because she had never done it before. And, and it was one of those situations where it's like, she can hear the planes in the background occasionally, but her mic doesn't pick it up. Then mm -hmm. it's like, what are you worried about? <laughs> um, and they weren't even using Source Connect. So I was like, depending on what they're used to, they might be totally okay with that. So, and I, like I said, I feel like people, everyone's kind of desperate right now, both the casting and the talent side. So I feel like everyone is going to be a little bit more flexible if people just have the connection requirements. I think people, for the most part, are panicking because they haven't, they, they spend most of the time by themselves talking to themselves into their microphone and they haven't reached out to people in the past. And now that everyone's isolated, they're sort of panicking. So I think it points mm -hmm. out more than ever how important having a, a group of people you can trust, like an accountability group or a meetup group, how important that can be. And that's really the reason I've always felt comfortable is because I've been doing tests like this and talking to other talent including you and the people in our meetup group for years and doing these things that everyone's panicking to doing, panicking to do in a rush right now because of the COVID-19 situation. But do that, do that when you, when you have some time with people you feel comfortable with in order to make sure that your sound is good, because it's probably better than you think. 
if you have done yeah, some and research that... and, and put some soundproofing materials in or some sound absorption solutions like our folks at, like our, our friends at vocal with to go you're probably way ahead of the game mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like you still hear people who are just submitting like boxy auditions from their phone and it's just like no those days are quickly fading but it's again it, it's important to kind of prepare for these things during a less stressful situation and so because i mean making sure everything is working properly is really gonna like if you're stressing out about that you're not gonna do your best work yeah absolutely not uh like you were saying before if you don't have those accountability groups talk to a professional and let them walk you through this. There, there are a number of wonderful audio professionals, like we just mentioned, uh, Dan Leonard and George Whittem. There's Uncle Roy Yokelson. I believe Jordan Reynolds still does studio consults. Tim uh, Tippett, the tech guru. Yep. Yeah, Tim Friedlander too. And they're all swamped. So I mean, cover your, cover your bases. Talk with your friends first. See who has these things and see who doesn't. But again, don't rush into this. Make sure you're prepared, and then bounce it off those trusted sources. Right. Totally makes sense. So moving on to actual things I've done this week. There are a few. Like I mentioned, I'm still pretty busy. I started a new audiobook and finished. It was a short, about three-hour business book called The Little Business That Could. And that was a nice, nice. title. Yeah. <laughs> Picked that up off of one of the Very freelancing nostalgic. sites, which is kind of surprising. A, a union rate gig for an audiobook. Um, again, it wasn't that long, but it's, it's really interesting stuff. And I finished it over the weekend. And then I'm about to start on my next audiobook project called The Archimedes Principle. And I've done the first read-through, and Ooh. it's a, sort of a thriller that uh, has a science twist to it. And I don't want to give away the plot, but um, again, based on my first read-through, it's about a scientist who discovers this formula that the Department of Defense then takes over and does some nefarious things with. So it's a cool little title, uh, thriller and fiction that I'm excited to do. And yeah, then, it sounds kind of like Da Vinci Code-esque. A little bit, yeah. You know, my only concern is there's a lot of actual formulas, which I'm going to have to do some research on to pronounce right, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Hmm. I'm and sure then, YouTube will be your friend. <laughs> yeah. And then I did a couple more PSAs for PBS, the local Maryland PBS station, and found out today that the holdup is that I'm waiting for the actual governor of the state to approve them because they're about his stay-in-place order for the COVID-19 uh, crisis, so has to go through not only the producer who I'm working with, but then he said a 12-person committee, and then the actual governor of the state of Maryland before it gets approved. So hopefully that'll get done today, because they said they wanted to have them playing on the, the television network over the weekend, so we'll see. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's all I really have to talk about. I do want to say, as the COVID-19 crisis is still going on, we want to wish anyone who's affected or actually suffering from it uh, the best of the best of intentions and hope they get better quickly. I do want to mention our friend Keith Norton, who's a talent, used to be out in California, is now in New Jersey, has announced that he's actually suffering from the virus. And I t- talked to him today through text. I didn't want to call him because he's actually has having some trouble, you know, breathing because of the, the symptoms yeah. of the virus. But he's doing okay. He said, it's tough, though, that he compared it to the worst, many steps past the worst flu he ever had. I asked him on a scale of mild cold to worst flu, where would you where would you put it? And he said, oh, I was way past the worst flu I ever had. So wishing him the best. He's still at home, but he's hanging in there and hopefully he'll get better soon. Yeah, speedy recovery. And like I've had the pleasure of meeting Keith at a couple of um, at GVA 
workshops and also at VO Atlanta a couple times. He's a really, really great guy. So we hope you get better soon, Keith. Uh, we're thinking about you. And I also wanted to shout out to George Orlando, who mm-hmm. recently uh, got contracted that as well. He was actually on my the team challenge that I did at VO Atlanta several years ago. The when winning team. team. Won. So, yeah, the winning so were you were you doing it that year too? <laughs> or you were you probably working behind the scenes? I didn't do the challenge, but I crashed a lot of your practice sessions because you and I were were talking about podcasts. That's and stuff. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, I hung that out with funny. George and um, who else was on the team? Shatem. Uh, um, oh, uh, Nas was on the team Nas, actually. Yeah. Uh, when when the talent that we talked about helping with Source Connect. Um, but then, but yeah, it was uh, it was her, Doreen, uh, Janice, yep. uh, a number of other great folks. Uh, on that as well and oh memories <laughs> it's even sadder because it was canceled for this year yeah but um george and i hung out crazy. a lot at uncle roy's last time too so george get well soon as well yeah he's very chill i miss him a lot but yeah so we just hope you guys like i feel like we're truly blessed to still be able to work from home but we know not everyone has that opportunity so we're just thinking about you and your families and we hope all of you stay healthy and sane out there so with that, we'll get to our interview section of the podcast episode with Jill Kershaw from Sound and Fury. Walgreens, because it's flu season, you live in a place with doorknobs and handrails and, you know, people. We tried booking a vacation rental on one of those other websites. They don't always tell you everything. The stars take it to the red carpet. We are back live from the red carpet. California leads the way for change in America, and so does Kamala Harris. Rated M for Mature. Claire Redfield. And who exactly are you? So, yeah, what hashtag should I use to describe a grown man in a tuxedo wrestling a goat? Prior to 1933, many of them belonged to a variety of political parties that were now outlawed in Germany. This is the story of how Q got curly. Quinn was crazy about curls. Curly fries, curly straws, curly-haired dogs. Hey, Jay Michael here. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter Podcast. It's one of my favorites. If you're looking for a great demo like the ones you just heard, check out jmcdemos.com for more information. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the interview portion of this episode of the VO Meter. Our guest today is a globally recognized audio creative and voice casting specialist with over 20 years of experience directing and producing award-winning content for hundreds of advertising agencies. After leaving Crispin Porter and Bogusky as the director of radio and audio content in 2009, she founded Sound and Fury as a way to unite her passion for storytelling, her keen her keen ear for what resonates with consumers, and her ability to shape the success of a brand through the medium of sound. Outside of the recording studio, she's a certified yoga and meditation instructor who devotes much of her time developing volunteer opportunities for advertising and entertainment professionals. Please welcome Jill Kershaw. Welcome, Jill. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. I sound... um... Uh, a very official in that. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you write it and you throw it out in the world and then having it read back to you is always like, oh, wow, that sounds really good. <laughs> People actually so read it. thanks for having Listen, me. We're delighted to have you. You and I met briefly at VO Atlanta, I think a couple of years ago. I was oh. uh, one of the tech team running around uh, unplugging and plugging in mics and making sure HDMI cables were set. So, oh, that, you're that guy. Yeah. I love those guys. But I'm That's delighted awesome. to talk to you. Uh, fixer. But I'm delighted to talk to you more personally and in depth. So thanks for yeah. being here. Yeah. And I, I do have a confession to make. Are you ready? This is my very first podcast. Really? What? <laughs> what? So this yeah. is exclusive. Um, wow. 
Yeah, I, you know, I tend, you know, there is a reason I chose this side of the profession being on the other side of the glass. You know, I'm a producer, I'm a creative, but, you know, outward facing, like I tend to, you know, I, I'm a worker bee and I, I get into the craft and, you know, I have these really tuned in ears, but I just prefer being behind the scenes most of the time. But, you know, as our business has grown and, and people have been interested, I've been opening up a little bit more to, uh, to, to sharing what I know. And um, at this point, for me, it just feels like, you know, there's, the, the landscape has changed so much um, in, in voiceover, especially with technology. And um, it's hard to really, you know, get a sense sometimes from people who've been doing this a long time, like, what is true, what isn't true? There's a lot of opinions. And, and I was starting to, in the last few years, see a lot of things or hear things. And I'm like, where where are these people getting this information? I was like, you know what? It's time to come out of your shell and just look at it as like, you just kind of have to like share what you know in a way of being of service to community. And, and you know, people can take what they want and leave the rest. And here I am, my first podcast. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, I can actually really, uh, I can sympathize with being an introvert. And I can tell you the desire to help others definitely helps bring you out of your shell. Yes, yes, for sure. It's it's the only it's the only way I can rally. Otherwise, I, I you know, I would just like to put put my head down, listen, and uh, tweak out on work. Um, but I think it's really you know I think it's important, and I think um, you know it's like it's like paying it forward. You know, we do that in our in our regular lives, and I think it's really important to do that in our professional lives as well. Well, our listeners are in for a real treat then. They may get some exclusive information they weren't even expecting. So thanks again. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, so you mentioned, Jill, how long you've been in the business, and, and Sean talked about your vast experience in the, in the intro. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Sound and Fury? Yeah. I, I've almost always worked in production at some point in my life, either on set, uh, touring with bands. Uh, I worked in post-production as a producer. Then I ran an audio production company. I ran a, I've run a studio. I was an ad agency producer. And uh, 11 years ago, I decided to leave agency life and uh, start Sound and Fury. It was, uh, it was a tough decision, and it was, a, um, it was during the crash of 09. And, um, you know, I, I made a website for 100 bucks. I put my internet shingle out, and uh, I Facebooked everybody I knew. And it, you know, that was the beginning. And because I come from a radio background as an audio creative, originally it was what I had always done, which was a radio production company. And then we did casting on the side. And as things changed and you evolve with the need, you know, casting became more prevalent. We were getting more and more business casting. It was also the same time non-union work started coming around and, you know, online sites. And so just casting kind of took over um, unless production was outsourced. At one point I had a, uh, a producer, I, had a, I got a, a breakdown from a producer and it said, you know, all these usages and it said an audio content. And I was like, well, what do you mean audio content? And they couldn't really explain, I'm like, so do you mean radio? They're like, yeah, radio. I said, well, terrestrial or streaming? And they didn't know what terrestrial was. And I was like, okay, nobody knows what radio is. It's <laughs> audio. Uh, it's like audio content. And so we, we used to be Sound and Fury Radio. And then that's when we made the changeover to Sound and Fury Casting maybe um, six years ago, five, six years ago, because I just realized like, oh, it's, you know, my buyers are younger now. And um, I have to sort of, I have to speak their language. And, and, and it 
really to let them know like who we are and what we excel at. So that's kind of the evolution of um, what happened. And over the course of time, as we grew, we expanded with a phenomenal team and uh, we're now located in uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York. So we're tri-coastal and um, yeah, so that's, it started uh, a little bit out of nothing and it just evolved with the industry and uh, it's really fortunate enough to be able to kind of see ahead and kind of stay in touch with what was happening. Wonderful. Well, you talked about it a little bit, but I was just curious if you could go into more detail about what kind of work Sound and Fury specializes in now. Yeah, so I would say we work in branded content. You know, if you'd asked me again five, six years ago, I'd say we cast commercials, but commercials doesn't cover it anymore, right? Like anything, <laughs> any, our clients are advertising agencies and any content branded that requires audio is what we cast. So TV, commercials, web, social media, radio, apps, voice assistant, promos, industrials, IVRs, cinema. We've done live events. Um, we do ADR, like anything audio related to a product. So that's the long version of saying we cast commercials. <laughs> <laughs> everything audio, got it. Yeah, everything audio that's branded. You know, we don't do um, mm. we don't do animation. We don't. You know, those are very specialized. You know, done through studios. We don't do video games. I mean, we will do animated characters, or we'll do sometimes commercials for a video game. So then we cast those characters for the commercial. But um, you know, we don't do film or TV shows or anything like that. So. All of those elements do come into play. We do work with trailer artists, we work with promo artists, but in the confines of branded content. Well, you make a good point. You, you say that's a simplified answer, and it's true that nobody really knows what certain genres are anymore. And sometimes I feel like the specs are trying to hide it in order to either save on the fees they want to pay talent or in order to save on usage fees. I think sometimes something may actually be in front of more eyeballs than the specs may indicate. Would you agree? You know, I know that that is a real consistent theme with some of the breakdowns that come out. But in real, real honestly, I think just oftentimes the client or the producer who's writing, you know, the client may know, but like the business affairs or the producers who's writing it, they may just not know what they need. I don't think it's an in intentional on their part. Oftentimes now the turnaround is so quick for them to produce a spot. And they don't actually have a media bite in place yet. You know, back in the day, we're like, okay, we're going to do a 16 to 30 and we're going to run it in these markets. Let's go shoot it. Nowadays, they're like, we have, a, we need to do a spot for this and we'll figure out later. Like once the, the creative has been curated, we're like, wow, well, that actually would look good on the web or it would look good there or it could fit here. Or a new technology shows up, a new platform shows up while you're in production and you're like, oh, we got to get that in. So I just think it's really them not knowing what they need yet, but it can be very, can be tricky. It can be amb ambiguous about what it is. And, you know, that's why I think it's really important to, for actors and agents and for us as well, to really like dig in and try and get an understanding as much as they can possibly give you of what the actual usage is. So. I think in the beginning, I thought the same thing. I thought like, oh, they're trying to get be sneaky about something. And I've really come to understand it, it's just a 
perhaps a lack of knowledge or it, they just don't actually know yet. So they're, they're trying to cover their bases a little bit. That's great to hear because that is a yeah. fear among talent, especially. It might be a little bit of chicken little sky is falling where we assume the worst. It's good to hear that for the most part, you see the best in people and, and that really is the case. You know, we spend a significant portion of our days uh, just working on the, the business affairs aspects because we know they may give us something and we know what agents will go for and what they won't and every market's different and it's, you know, it behooves us to get the best talent possible and to do so, we've got to clear up some of those hidden things or, you know, create the link, help them create language so that everyone's on the right page because the end of the day, I want to get great talent. I want them to be happy. I want them to come back as my client. And the best way to do that is to access the best talent with the best rates and terms. So we kind of take it upon ourselves, you know, to like really push as hard as we can. And and sometimes we hit a wall and, and you know, we, we can only do so much, but we go at it as hard as we can. Well, I can see your, your depth and breadth of experience really makes a difference. But what are some of the other things that make Sound & Fury different from other casting companies? The first thing that, I mean, like, oh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I have the best team. <laughs> I have the most amazing team. You know, everyone who works for me has been in this business pretty much their whole life. They're either a, a voice actor, a coach. They've been a director. They've been talent agents demo producer. I mean, they've done it. Two people have uh, degrees in acting. One comes from a musical theater background. So honestly, like voice is our life. Like this is all we do is voiceover. And so I think that for me, it's like having all of those skills and really understanding voice and acting as a craft is kind of what makes us really great and in tune with what a great read is. And um, we work as a great team. I mean, like we sort of like, we have like this kind of like squad mentality, like no woman's ever left behind. Like we're all in it together. So I think first off it's the team because without having the right ears on it or knowing the clients or understanding, you know, the nuances of specs and scripts and, and all those things, you're, you're just a person listening. So. I just think the depth of some of the backgrounds of my team really make a big difference. And I also think that I'd mentioned earlier, you know, we've adapted as times have changed. And I think, you know, it's not a nine to five job anymore. So ad agencies work 24 hours a day, lightning speeds, changes, callbacks, you know, things happen. And as much as that is a challenge, like we've had to rise to the occasion and to work at the pace they do um, because, you know, the emergencies come up and things happen and we have to be available to service them. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, like servicing our clients is our job. It sounds like, I mean, this is why you want an agent, guys, because they are working, they're like working for you the entire day while you're sleeping, trying to find opportunities. And so it really truly does sound like you have a passionate and wonderful team. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are interested in how they might be able to join that team. So what are some things they should be aware of if they are interested in working with you? Well, I guess the first thing is we only work through agents. So if you're not represented, it is going to kind of get tough to get you know, in front of us. Um, we will listen to reels on occasions because we are open. You never know where you're gonna find a gem. So if you send a reel, you know, if we have time, we'll take a listen, but mostly, you know, we just work through 
agents. Uh, but that being said, we work with agents all over the world, US, um, Europe, Thailand, Africa. I mean, we have production partners everywhere. So chances are, if you are represented, you are probably auditioning for us. And I think the best way to work with us or to get, I guess, to get traction with us as far as your audition goes, it's to really honor the, the words on the, on the page. You know, the copywriters spent endless hours picking out those words for whatever reason and to really like not take any of them for granted. It, you know, really pay attention. They're giving you the clues. And uh, I think we give really thorough breakdowns. And it's like, we know if you phoned it in or if you've read the brief, if you've read the point of view of the character, if you've read, if you've gone and listened to the pronunciations, or you maybe looked on the line and, and checked out one of their spots and go like, oh, okay, I kind of get this brand. It's like, we empower you with a lot of tools so that you can, so that you can book this job. And, you know, when instructions aren't read or, you know, like we know when you phoned it in and when you didn't. So I think that it's really important kind of just to follow the instructions, stay true to the script. If it says improv, improv. If it says, please don't, please don't. It's simple. <laughs> simple. I mean, like we try, like it's called, we, we call it like bulletproof it. Like we just make it so like, this is everything. And, and we put a lot of time and energy into it. And so if, if you don't, if you don't kind of respect the work we've put into it, it's kind of, it's like reciprocal, right? It's hard to like go, oh, and then, you know, there are sometimes maybe someone's, it's a killer read, but they didn't do whatever they were supposed to do. And it's, it's a competitive market. I mean, I can sit and God, you're so great. And I know you could nail this, but like, I got to go Frankenstein your audition and fix it. And it's like, there's a hundred other guys who did it right. And it just comes down to timing and, and, you know, if I have time to do a callback, great, but like sometimes I, I can't repress. And so you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. Um, oh yeah. You've already done so much work for us. All we have to do is follow directions. Yeah. But you know, it's hard. I mean, a lot of, you know, especially when you're starting off, you've got a real job, people have families, life is busy. And it's like people want opportunities. They want to read and they want to read. And, that comes out in your read, you know, your, your headspace, your energy, your vibration that you're holding, whether it's like, okay, I, I got like an hour, I got to go bang out 10 auditions, as opposed to like, okay, what am I doing? What am I reading? What is the brand? Let's get inside of this copy. Let's, what are they really asking for? And you're going to get two different vocal and emotional vibrations from those two different reads. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so glad you brought that up because I work with a lot of talent who feel they're constantly asking me, like they feel that time crunch, you know, they got to get those auditions in or they're going to be number 100 or whatever. That doesn't mean that you take shortcuts. You read the specs, you familiarize yourself with the context, and then you produce their best work. You don't do it rushed. You don't try and run and gun it put your best foot forward and then that is what's going to separate you exactly because otherwise you're not yourself you're somewhere else you're not in it you're not in your body and it will never come off authentic and and as we all know like that's the buzzword right now is an authentic read and mm -hmm. and that's that's what resonates with consumers and with creative directors and clients is like they really want to believe that you identify relate or in some way can represent their product and, and and it needs to and it needs to be honest because otherwise you know the listener will hear it too 
And I think one last thing to say about, you know, really getting on our radar with auditions is sound quality. I mean, it's, I'm sure you, I would imagine this is a question that will come up in almost probably all your interviews is like home studios mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's like, if your quality is not good, I can't get you in front of the client, you know, like that they are running at a quick pace. Maybe, you know, once I've sent my selects in, you know, they come down to their maybe five, maybe they got 10 guys they really like. They're going to put you up to picture. See, like, how does it feel against picture? You know, just to, to get a sense. And if your quality is not great, like, I can't even send it to you because then, like, they, you can't get, you're not going to be in the game, really. So it's necessary these days. You know, back, back in the day when people would drive into auditions, everything was in person. But now with people working from home, working in multiple markets, online casting, remote casting, it's kind of a necessity. Please fix your, you know, and like edit them, you know, like it's, <laughs> come you know, on, guys, take out the like, cat. <laughs> you know, just a quick QC if if you flubbed or I literally have heard everything, and it's like, really, did you think the client was? I mean, it's okay to be funny and improv, but did you think the swear word was gonna put you over the top? Like, just take a second pass, QC your work. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> but can't you tell how edgy I am? <laughs> Yeah, well, if you are edgy, I will hear it in your voice. You know, you don't, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, you don't have to act edgy. Find a place in you or a part of you that is and and just be it, right? You know, so. People who rely on curse words don't have a creative enough vocabulary. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know what? Sometimes they land and they're great, you know, and that's, that's a whole conversation about improv acting, and you can have that with some other stellar voice coaches. But in moderation, when appropriate, things like that. But, you know, even the little things, like, make sure you say the name of the client right. You hmm. know, like, if, if you missed it, go back, pick it up, you know. If this is your passion and what you want to do, you have to go all in. And that means, you know, from your, your craft as an actor to your home studio, to your marketing, to how you relate to other people in the industry. Like, it's not just, I'm gonna speak in the mic and someone's gonna pay me money. It's it's a full, broad career and, and you have to invest in all those areas. Well, that's great advice. It, it, you summed it up perfectly. <laughs> so, funny story, you may remember this, but um, I submitted a reel to you about six months ago and oh, well, th the response well. was, um, you're already working with us, dummy. You audition for us all the time through your agent. <laughs> I did not, I did not call you a dummy. No, not those did exact, I? not those exact words. Okay. Good. Obviously, I'm very self-deprecating, but the response was <laughs> like, like no. we, were, we already hear you on a regular basis. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> but it was great to hear. <laughs> So you touched on it a bit about some, some do's and don'ts for talent, but we wanted to ask, do you have any really juicy stories of talent behaving badly on, an, on a job or an audition that you sent or some really good things a talent has done? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, 25 years ago, this world was not PC and woke. Um, <laughs> and I am sure you've had some veterans on here before who have, like me, we have seen and heard and everything. I mean, nothing, you know, you've got your celebrities, you know, that you, you're not allowed to speak to directly. You have to speak to their assistant <laughs> to direct them. Oh, um, I've had, you know, 
people on drugs, people drunk, people hungover, um, temper tantrums. Uh, I had a, a gentleman in the booth once who I, I he was mostly an on-camera guy. You could tell he didn't even want to be there. I'm like, why? What? What do you? Do? You don't want to be there. And and he's and he's in the booth. And he's like, who wrote this garbage? While he's looking oh, at the face geez. of the copywriter. I'm like, oh my god. You know. Um, I had one gentleman. I I don't know. I I hope he's well. But you know, he wasn't offered coffee quickly enough, to, in his opinion, <laughs> and he screamed at the top of his lungs. I mean, this is like a scene from Swimming with Sharks. Like screamed at the top of his lungs, like, don't you know who I am? I'm the voice of, I'll say a sandwich company. Um, mm-hmm. And then proceeded to cuss us all out. Wow. Like, I, it's like, actually, dude, you're not the voice of, because I just called the producer to check. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so it's like, it, it's just, it was a different day. There was a lot of egos. It was big, you know, it, that was the time and place. And that has thankfully subsided. Mm. Um, you know, I have seen other, th- you know, I've, it's had managing a studio once where a gentleman had a heart attack. I mean, like if everything and anything can happen and that was, you know, that's, that's more of like a tragic event. He, he's fine. It was okay. Um, I've had people like have to leave for emergencies or, um, you know, a child situation of pregnant women, you know, so bad behavior doesn't happen so much in the room. I think. How about good know, things? Think, things were a talent was surprisingly yeah, better. Things. Um, I'll give you an example. We were talking to, we were talking to, I forget which talent it was, where they said they were in a a session and they heard that the, they were going to dub it in French. And she just threw out to the the director, you know, I speak French fluently too. And bam, got the job and booked booked both of them right then and there. Yep. Yeah. Things like that happen. I mean, you know, people surprise you. They pull out a, a toolkit that I didn't even know they had, you know, maybe they need to sing or, you know, uh, do something different or do some like read it like a slam poetry like you know so people sometimes surprise you were like i had no idea you were an opera singer like why did <laughs> why your, that agent, your resume why you know but that wasn't called for in the spec so, yeah. so that happens i think you know the most you know certainly we've gotten gifts and those are nice you know they're not expected but you know they're they're it's always very kind and thoughtful um I think the the most the greatest things that happen is just being able to trust a talent to manage the session, like having confidence, and that means you know being professional and personable and available and generous with your time and and you know those those little bits of, of you know the emails or the cards, you know just you know a token of gratitude. We got a, a few this past. It, it's been a busy first quarter, and a couple guys have, have gotten some some big campaigns and like some really just heartfelt emails. And it's like, we're kind of behind the scenes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just having a little something like that, it, it, it means a lot. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture, but, but something like that, it, it's kind. And it, and it also allows us to know you as a person a little bit and that you, that you do like, we respect your work and that you respect ours. And, and I think that just goes a long way. And um, I will say there, there are, there are a few really big talents, like famous names I could drop right now. When they were starting off, they reached out directly and just said, hey, you know, I'm in my booth all day long. If you need a scratch or, you know, you want a quick demo, or, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, 
let me know I'm here. And at times I've asked and they've done it, you know, with like grace and joy. And, and it, they were playing the long game, right? So that's sort of like putting those little things out, letting us know, you know, you're available, you're interested. I needed a favor once from a specific type of voice for a presentation. It was just, it was a side presentation I was doing. I emailed someone who was perfect for it, said, hey, do you mind just saying these few words? I need it for a, you know, a conference I'm doing. This person responded immediately like, hi, I'm in vacation on London. Give me 30 minutes um, and I'll do it. You know, and it's like, you don't have to like do it on your vacation, but like, I, but like, it's like, wow, thank you. And you know, this person's because of those little like pen, karma pennies, you know, I'm not asking people to work for free. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying those little pennies in the karma jar. It's like, you bet when that person shows up on an audition, I'm going to really put my ears on it because they've been kind to me and I'm going to, you know, it's, it's reciprocal really. So it's little things like that. And um, to circle back to your marketing question, I think when you are reaching out to agents or casting directors or, you know, client direct, when you are marketing, I, I would just like, you know, hopefully I said, I mean, I hope I didn't call you a dummy, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like, do, you know, I just think do your research a little bit, like find out, you know, I think a lot of people don't, I don't think they use our agents as much as they, they should, you know, ask your oh, agent, absolutely. who am I reading for? Who am I booking with? Who am I not reading for? Where did this job come from? Because they just get a job that, you know, you guys are like banging out auditions. You don't know, you book a job. Great. You're and it's like, take the time to find out. And like, I'm a nerdy, you know, introvert. Like I keep lists and it's like, oh, look, I'm booking. I booked with that person four times this year. Oh, I, these people I'm not booking with, let's market there. So like, sometimes I'll get an email like, Hey, this is the work. I'm doing, I'm the voice of this, I'm the voice of that. I'm like, I know I cast you on that. Like, had you led with like, hey, thanks. I had a great time on this job. Here's the other stuff I'm doing. I just wanted to touch base. Like, it's just, it's like, um, you know, make it personal. Just do your, kind of do your research about, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And I'm it's- a theme of uh, due diligence here. <laughs> yeah, it's important, you know, because we do get so many emails. Uh, for different requests, you know, either through work or for clients, talent agents, actors wanting, you know, info, you know, so it's just kind of like you're, it's an exchange, right? Like you're asking uh, my time to read your marketing and here, and I do want to hear about what you're doing and what's going on. And, and sometimes it's a reminder like, oh yeah, that person, I forgot about, you know, like it's a great reminder to get on my radar. But if you haven't invested a little bit, you know, and it's like, don't send out like a, a mass email, you know, it's like you have to invest a little bit and anyone's going to, you know, you could print out like a digital thing and send it to everyone, or you can put a little personal touch to it. I mean, that's marketing 101, right? I mean, I think is, is to know who you're talking to. So I hope I was nice to you. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I feel well, bad. Brilliant. You're talking I'm to so me now. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people might feel like their agent or their clients are inaccessible and they don't want to take up too much of their time and stuff like that but it's really encouraging to hear that they can reach out to them and give them those progress reports and yeah. like you said really just make themselves available to help you when you yeah. need it i mean you're you know it's you're you and your agent it's a partnership right um they're marketing they're out there trying to get you jobs selling you through trying to coordinate schedules 
and you're providing your craft and, and your time and your skills and it's a partnership and, and they rely on each other. And, and to build a great cre- career, you really have to be in, in connection with them. And I encourage talent, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not an agent and they may hear this and not like it, but I encourage talent, like at least, you know, once or twice a year, set up a quick meeting with an agenda, like finding out like, what am I doing good on? Where am I not tracking? Who should I be looking at? Am I ready for promo? You know, like get those check-ins. Like, okay, I'm not ready for promo. What do I need to do to get into promos? Where should I train? Do I need a new? Re- it's like, and when you book a job, like just you're writing down your avail, you're putting in your thing. Ask your agent, like, where'd that come from? You know, like that, that's a quick thing. That's not even a sit down. Like you're taking down your info on your avail. I just think it's a great way to start tracking for yourself. You know, where are the jobs coming from? Because all that information is useful. Wonderful. Talking about kind of taking your career into your own hands, I'm curious how has Sound and Fury been affected by the explosion of home studios? Has it been helpful for you guys or more of a hindrance? It couldn't have come sooner for us. It is <laughs> the best thing in the world. When I started my company, Sound and Fury, because I come from running an audio studio and knew a lot about technology, I mean, I, you know, I used to work on DATs and DigiBetas and, you know, we, I remember sending out cassettes to clients and FedEx, wow. you know, those days, you know, motorcycle messengers across town. So when our Fairlight turned into Pro Tools and, and then, you know, Source Connect and other ways to connect started to happen over ISDN, it became available. I opened my business without having a booth and um, I got a lot of flack for it, you know, like, but I also knew like the people I wanted to access are working actors at home in their studios. And trying to get across town in LA traffic, you know, through, you're looking three hours round trip. It's like, I wanted to access as many people as possible. So I went with it and, and it's now it's exploded. Now we've got online casting. And if you want to work in a market outside of where you live, you have to be able to audition and or do a session from home. It just, it, it opens you up to doing jobs globally. So for us, it's great. And oftentimes, you know, maybe we'll cast for a a job in New York and the particular spec the client wants is it's a tough one in New York for whatever reason, but they don't have the budget to cast talent somewhere else and, you know, book another studio. It, It really comes down to budget. So they have to have New York talent. And we say like, hey, are you open up to source connect talent if there's no additional fees? And they're like, Oh, absolutely. That would be great. So now I've got access to hundreds more talent. And so for us, it, you know, it just makes our, our casting links, you know, a thousand times better because we're, we're not forced into working with just one particular pool of talent. Uh, more. Everyone, please get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will absolutely. work more. And also, like, this is fast business. Like, sometimes they, like, we're running into a, a, a presentation. We got a meeting with the client. Like, can we get a call back? You know, they changed the copy. It's like, if you got a home studio, you're you're doing, and you get an email like, you're there, you did it, you made it, you've you've made me look like a rock star. The client's happy. The right words are now on the presentation, and like that stuff is noticed. It's noticed by the clients, by us. So it's that the immediacy of of being able to just do that stuff quickly and efficiently. Really, it, it can be a, a game changer. Well, on a related note, you mentioned how great the home studio explosion is for talent. You're still based in the three biggest cities in the U.S. Do you think 
that you ever could change and maybe let's say you want to buy a ranch next to Harrison Ford in, in Wyoming. Ooh. Could you close up your offices and still operate Sound and Fury remotely? I don't think so. I I think that there are there's always an exception to a rule. If someone's a veteran, they've got a built-in clientele, they've got a, a, a niche market on, on a particular type of casting, perhaps. Um, for us, working with ad agencies, I don't think uh, that's a possibility. You know, because we're on the ground in those markets, like we have the ability to know, like it, it, for example, in Chicago, like you know, each market is a little different and Chicago is probably the most different from LA and New York. And by having someone who lives and works there, they understand the culture and the news and sort of the sense of what's going on with people there. Um, it also, we're in proximity to our clients. Um, we know the studios there. If we need to come in and direct talent, oftentimes, you know, either we have to go in to, to direct talent or direct a callback, but we're hired by clients to direct final mix. So yeah, we get to see agents in person on occasion. You know, we get to actually interface with our clients, agents, talents more. And I think that that's, I think that's important to be able to be there on the ground and know what's happening in each of those communities. So for our brand, I don't think it would work, but you know, I think there are some exceptions but you, I don't think you could, you'd have to be a veteran. You'd have to have a lot of clients and, and really have a, a specific thing that no one else is going anywhere else but for you. And if you don't have to be at a session or a studio ever, you know, that's okay. It would work. But we have to, we, we got to show up more, more often than not. <laughs> Wonderful. So our final question, what in your mind is the future of casting for voiceover? Because as you said, the industry has just changed so much and it's continuing to evolve at like breakneck speed. So where do you see you and your business going with that flood, I guess? Well, I think there's, there's absolutely no cap to voiceover or voice casting. Um, people used to ask me back in the day, like when internet radio started, like, you know, oh my God, are you afraid internet? Like it's going to kill radio. I'm like, no, it's just more ads. Like you just mm -hmm. doubled my ads. Like it's not going anywhere. And like with technology changing as quickly as it is, you know, every electronic we own is going to speak to us. They all or have voices. They're going to engage. People are listening to podcasts and audiobooks. They're listening to e like everyone's plugged in to something and all of those need voices. So I mean, we can get into the neuroscience of it all. Like brands know that that there's a lot of power in sound. You know, it can propel you to make choices and decisions and create connections and, and drive your persuasion. I, mean, I told you I was a nerd. So, you know, like <laughs> basically sound goes directly to your prefrontal cortex, which is where you make your decisions. And it gets there a hundred times faster than than sight. So that's why, you know, that's why we get earworms. That's why like songs get stuck in our head or, you know, certain things, you hear something and it resonates in emotion. It's like, because that's how powerful sound is. So I think the opportunity for sound and voices, it, it's, it, it's an explosion and that's not going anywhere. And as far as casting, you know, there are lots of different models now and each client has different budgets, has different ideas. And I think that there's space for everyone. Um, 
some smaller, lower budget, they, you know, they can't afford a, a human casting director. So great online stuff works great or going directly through an agent is great if, if they don't have the budget for it. But on some projects, we do a lot of what we call black projects where they're highly NDA, scrub scripts, you don't even know what you're reading for. That's not something someone can post online. Mm-hmm. That has to be handled with kick gloves and you know, lots of NDAs and things like that. So I think that for us, we've only grown. And I think, you know, there's a place for everyone in the industry. So I don't have any reservations. You know, we, we keep expanding and growing more and uh, are about to expand in a few more markets as well. So sky's the limit. There's no stopping voice, voiceover, voice acting, sound in any way. Great well, to it's hear. so wonderful to hear an optimistic perspective instead of a doom and gloom like we're used to. <laughs> oh, no. No more doom and gloom, you guys. I, and, and that's it. Like, when, like at, the, at the end of the day, if this is what you want to do and you love and you want to work, like we talked about before, vibration is everything. And if you're in a doom and gloom place of scarcity, I can guarantee you I will hear it in your read. And... And it's just going to resonate, you know? So flip the script. I always say, like, the people that come into this, you know, newer talent, the people who rise to the top fast are people with full cups. And what I mean by that is they work at their craft, they do what they're supposed to do, they market, but they also have a life. They have friends, families, they have activities, they have, you know, a spiritual practice, um, you know, friends from different areas and different backgrounds like to be a great actor you have to have a lot of experiences and a vast landscape of 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 things to draw from so the people who do really well are people who have a full cup outside of the booth and so when they get behind that mic they they come at it full-hearted and and that vibration that comes through your physical body and, and spirit goes through a microphone and into my ears and and it's it's tangible. So, you know, I go I go with the full cup philosophy and and, and if you don't know, like go find out. Like try different things, you know, but whatever it is for you that makes you happy and puts you in a positive place where you feel where you could pick up any piece of copy, even like if you're a vegan and you pick up some copy for a fast food chain, like find some value in it somewhere, find a way to relate and, and then, and then go from that point of view. I love that analogy. I'm actually doing a classic audiobook right now on thought vibration. So totally, mm. totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. I hope our audience was taking so many notes because, I mean, you just were rapid-fire font of knowledge. Thank you oh, so thank you. much. Oh, you guys, I, my pleasure. And, like, thanks for popping my podcast, Cherry. Um, you can put that in the liner notes. Um, <laughs> I didn't want um, to say anything earlier. I didn't know. <laughs> but but I, uh, I actually wanted to address that because I feel like with all of those juicy boost stories, you could easily start your own. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm not listening or thinking enough all day long. Um, <laughs> right, because you have all that free time. I know. <laughs> I know. Everyone asks me, like, do you listen to podcasts? I was like, I would love to, 
but at the end of you know an 18 hour day like all i want is like silence like my like you know you guys are you guys also like engineer and mix a lot of your stuff it's like Mm -hmm. the end of the day you're just like your ears are fried and absolutely and tinnitus is real it is and it's like i want to hear it because i know like i've got lists of so many that i want to hear and i want to get that information but i gotta give my ears a sabbatical for a little bit and then i think i'll slowly start to uh to catch on but i think that they're amazing and and in a world so so big yet so small it's a it's a beautiful service to be able to help people in any particular niche you know where people can find community and find support so i'm all in on them i just haven't been on one so thank you guys thanks for having me this was really fun As a voice talent, you have to have a website. But what a hassle getting someone to do it for you. And when they finally do, they break or don't look right on mobile devices. They're not built for marketing and SEO. They're expensive. You have limited or no control. And it takes forever to get one built and go live. So what's the best way to get you online in no time? Go to voiceactorwebsites.com. Like our name implies, voiceactorwebsites.com just does websites for voice actors. We believe in creating fast, mobile-friendly, responsive, highly functional designs that are easy to read and easy to use. You have full control. No need to hire someone every time you want to make a change. And our upfront pricing means you know exactly what your costs are ahead of time. You can get your voiceover website going for as little as $700. So if you want your voice actor website without the hassle of complexity and dealing with too many options, go to voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jill, for being with us. I can't believe that was her first one. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she dropped so many so many nuggets of information that hopefully you were taking notes on. Things that you should do, things that you shouldn't do when you're a talent in a session, and the best way to submit to someone like her at a, at a successful casting agency. Mm-hmm. Man, some of those, like, don't stories, really, I was like, man, really? People try to get away with that? I don't think you could get away with trying to show up drunk or, like, do a drunken Source Connect session or anything like that. But still, professionalism, guys, even if you're stuck at home. How many times does this happen to you? You're listening to the radio when this commercial comes on. Not unlike this one. And this guy starts talking. Not unlike myself. Or maybe it's a woman that starts talking. Not unlike myself. And you think to yourself, geez, I could do that. Well, mister, well, missy, you just got one step closer to realizing your dream as a voiceover artist. Because now there's Global Voice Acting Academy. All the tools and straight-from-the-hip, honest information you need to get on a fast track to doing this commercial yourself. Well, not this one exactly. Classes, private coaching, webinars, home studio setup, marketing and branding help, members-only benefits like workouts, rate and negotiation advice, practice scripts, and more. All without the kind of hype you're listening to right now. Go ahead, take our jobs from us. We dare you. Speak for yourself, buddy. I like what I do. And you will, too, when you're learning your craft at Global Voice Acting Academy. Find us at globalvoiceacademy.com. Because you like to have fun. So that wraps up this episode of the VO Meter. Measuring your voiceover progress. Like we said earlier, we hope all of you guys are staying healthy and safe and that your uh, family and loved ones are as well. So we'll still be cranking out these episodes in the coming weeks, and we hope you'll enjoy what you hear. Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, visit us at www.vometer.com. 
We'd also love to hear your comments or suggestions for the show. Or if you have a questionable gear purchase, tell us all about it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at the VO Meter. 